it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is time once again for your Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for July 5th, 2021. And as we are only a couple weeks away from Money in the Bank, we have hit that unfortunate wall once again (laughs) with Monday Night Raw. Tonight's episode... I'd say mediocre at best, unfortunately. Um, It just, I feel like the show was just stagnant. Um, Nothing really developed. But, you know, it is what it is. But, let's just get right into it. Show kicks off with Miz TV. As Miz invites everybody who's on the raw side of Money in the Bank on the men's side of the match. Um, Obviously, first out was uh, Morrison, because he's obviously coming out with Miz. uh, And then everybody else finds their way out. And Riddle, (laughs) I have to say, has really, really, really come into his own. Um, I know the whole thing with RK Bro is, is going strong, and Randy's been missing for the last couple of weeks, and... Riddle's taking it upon himself to uh, essentially, like, feel like Randy's dead. (laughs) Um, So Riddle gets into the ring. He immediately climbs the ladder that was placed in the ring. And he sits up with, uh, next to the Money in the Bank briefcases. He has his RK Bro bag, and he takes out a microphone. And he's talking, he's sitting up there, he goes, you know really high right now insert laughs here and I'm also really sad because he failed his bro Randy you know he's like wherever you are and he kisses to the sky and I'm just like oh Christ I'm like he's not dead <laughs> for God's sakes <laughs> um but you know things go as they are and of course AJ and almost can't let bygones be bygones with last week. AJ coming out saying how um, Riddle shouldn't even have been in the triple threat match last week. It should have been a one-on-one match with, with AJ and with Drew, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Almost then takes it upon himself to t- 
tip over the ladder. Riddle falls, hurt leg first, which is all taped up. AJ then takes it upon himself to go and kick that said leg. Um, Ricochet comes to Riddle's defense, pushes AJ out of the way. Then Morrison attacks him, and then that leads to our first match of the night. Ricochet and John Morrison. Now, if you all remember last week's ridiculous ending to that match, this match, I will say, was fantastic. Um, I love these two working together. Obviously, if those of you who have watched Lucha Underground, you know you've seen this dance before. It's still wonderful to watch. <clears throat> they haven't missed a step. Um... But shenanigans reign supreme as usual as uh, Ricochet and Morrison take this crazy bump off the top rope, which I still to this day do not understand. I say to this day, but I still to this hour, I don't understand why he did it. Um, <clears throat> and <laughs> it leads to Miz wheeling his way over there. Uh, Morrison able to get into the ring, I think at the seven or, or seven count. And Miz tries to hold off and kind of wheel Ricochet in the direction away from the ring, or at least not in a direct line to the ring, and it causes a countout. Um, Ricochet had his hand on the apron, but he was not able to get back into the ring for the 10 count. So Morrison does win by countout. However, I have that strange feeling that until we get to Money in the Bank, we're going to have some more matches between these two, which is fine. I thoroughly enjoy them. And I look forward to what next week will bring us for it. Up next, we finally got our answer. They, they kind of teased it last week, but Nikki Cross is no more. She is now Nikki Ash, almost superhero. So the last name is A period, S period, H period. So it's like, okay, I get it. Um, obviously, this is more than likely because Carrying Cross be making his way up to the main roster. The Probably the moment he drops his title, uh, which will be soon, I'm sure. And obviously you don't want two crosses there. So it only makes sense that they would change Nikki's. But, you know, with everything that Nikki's doing, it actually works out real well. <clears throat> and I can definitely see her going places with this uh, Nikki Ash character. Uh, but it does lead into our next match, which is an eight-women tag match as Nikki Ash, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, and Asuka take on Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Eva Marie, and Dewdrop. I really hate saying that. I really just want her to turn so she can go back to Piper Divin. But I digress. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately for Nikki Ash, her miraculous win streak is now over. She was pinned by Nia Jax. But of course, Eva Marie took credit for the victory because that's what Eva Marie does. Um, <clears throat> after that, we moved on to two people who we have not seen on Raw in quite, actually in the ring, in quite some time. We had ourselves some 8K Mustafa Ali which we definitely need to see more of because that man deserves a whole lot more airtime. However, I'm a really, really glad that he's now seemingly in a new feud with Mansoor. 
Those two had a one-on-one match. And crazy enough, Ali, using his bag of tricks, ends up getting the roll-up on Mansoor. Ali's foot was trapped in in the ropes. It looked kind of bad. Um, <clears throat> Mansoor, instead of being the competitor, he turned into you know the the caring person that goes and helps Mustafa and the ref try to get his leg out, which then causes Ali play a little possum with his leg, roll him up, and that's the win. After that, we had ourselves a wonderful match between Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Um, I got to say, though, some of the new stories that Drew McIntyre has been saying about his relatives, I get it. The show is, is based towards kids, so you like to tell tall tales. I get it. But the ones recently... That's way to go on. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It, it's getting, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Um, the match itself was great. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Jinder's associates get involved at the end, causing the disqualification with Jinder actually not only laying out Drew McIntyre with the Coloss, he then says, because you stole my opportunity at, Ma- at Money in the Bank, I am now stealing your Claymore, which, as we know, is a family heirloom passed down for generation to generation. Apparently comes from uh, the Loch Ness Monster's tooth. I know. I can't believe I just said that. But, hey, whatever. That's the story. Um, After that, we then had ourselves a tag team match between two other teams we haven't seen on Raw lately. Lucha House Party, and T-Bar and Mace. Now, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I expected this to be a walk in the park for T-Bar and Mace. Well, that wasn't the case. <laughs> Lucha House Party, Lin, uh, Lince Dorado, uh, by the way. Shout out to him for his Kane-inspired mask and cape. I know him and obviously him and T Knox are huge Kane fans, and that that made me very happy because, um, as most people know, Kane has been my favorite wrestler ever since he debuted. I just I loved everything about it. Um, but I digress. So Lindsay is actually the one who ends up pinning T Bar, gets the win. And I have a feeling now that this is not going to be the end of this. Uh, I feel that um, the boys who used to be in Retribution are going to look for some said Retribution against Lucia House Party in the near future because T-Bar and Mace have been doing everything they possibly can on online to say that they are going to be the next Raw Tag Team Champions. So we'll see what happens. But things don't look good, I would say, for the Lucha Boys at this point. After that, we shifted gears to a match between an injured Riddle and AJ Styles. we, we We were pulling moves out of the Karate Kid in this match. 
Riddle going up for the crane kick. AJ laughing, saying there's no way it's going to work. And then Riddle hit him square in the face, and it was beautiful to see. And then shortly after that, almost sweeping the leg when the ref wasn't looking. You love to see it. <laughs> Crazy thing enough, Viking Raiders get involved on the outside, distract almost, which then distracts AJ Styles, allowing Riddle to roll him up for the pin. Riddle getting a huge victory tonight. Thanks to the Viking Raiders. We then got a medical update from the Queen Charlotte Flair because of what happened last week with Rhea Ripley taking out her knee after the matchup. Charlotte showing up in the ring with a crutch and everything, trying to play off that she's pretty pretty banged up from that, saying how she might miss Money in the Bank, which then causes... Raw Women's Champion herself, Rhea Ripley, to come out. And magically, because this happened to her during the match, even though she seemed perfectly fine, she comes out with her own crutch, does her entrance at the top of the ramp, and, and, and realizes that she made a mistake doing it, holds her leg, and she, she hobbles her way down to the ring, has the one of the, the sound guys hold the ropes for her, and... Well... To make a long story short, they end up kicking each of them, end up kicking the crutches out from each other, then pick up said crutches and start to beat on each other, try to beat on each other with it. Um, Basically, it ends up with Charlotte running away. Um, But the mind games between these two, uh, it's, it's honestly, I know a lot of people are sick and tired of it. Um, a lot of people just have this resentment for Charlotte Flair because she's Charlotte Flair. And she's a 13-time women's champion. And she, yeah, her last name is Flair. But you know what, though? She backs it up. That's the thing. People don't realize that. Well, maybe they do and they just don't care. They just like to hate because that seems to be the cool thing nowadays. But Charlotte's really, really good. You know, I remember when she first showed up and I was like, all right, well, she's a flair, so maybe she'll, you know, maybe she'll do pretty good. You know, I know David Flair, when he was in WCW, he was, you know, okay. He never really reached that limit. Um, But, you know, we'll see what happens with Charlotte. And, yeah, it took a little bit of time for Charlotte to warm up. And then once she did, she just took off. And she's been great ever since. So I fully expect her to continue to rise. She's going to smash her father's record. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't think anybody else is going to do it. Cena's not going to do it. I don't think Randy's going to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. It's going to be Charlotte Flair. She will be the first person to get to 17 world championship victories, or in her case, women's championship victories. It's going to happen. I can already tell. And honestly, that's how it should be. But I'll get off the Charlotte train for now. (laughs) And we'll move back to this Raw Women's Championship match that will be happening at Money in the Bank. I'm really looking forward to this. Rhea's got a lot to prove because she couldn't get the job done a couple years ago at WrestleMania when she lost the NXT title to Charlotte. Yes, the mind games are very entertaining to watch. 
but at the pay-per-view, obviously Rhea's gonna, you know, it's 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 put up or shut up time. And I, I I'm really interested to see what happens with that match. We then moved on to something I would say came out of WWE 2K Universe mode. <laughs> a tag team match as Elias teamed with Cedric Alexander, of all people, uh, to take on Jackson Riker and Ron Killings again for some reason. Well, our truth was saved because uh, Akira Tozawa, who is currently your 24-7 champion, runs in the ring because he's chased by half the locker room. Uh, R-Truth tries to pin him. That doesn't end up working out. Tozawa kicking out at two. And then R-Truth, instead of staying in the tag match, decides to say, screw it. And he ends up running off and try to chase down Tozawa. This left Jackson Riker in a two-on-one handicap. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Cedric tried his best with Jackson Riker. Riker just a ball of fire ever since he's kind of woken himself up after starting to split from Elias. Uh, Cedric went for a tag to Elias. Elias does what he does best and ran away. <laughs> um, and that pretty much, that, that was the end of that. Uh, Riker just puts away Cedric and continues his hut streak. Um, I honestly don't know what's left with Riker and, and Elias. Um, honestly, I don't see the point of how, why this match happened tonight, but, you know, it kind of is what it is. Uh, then after that, we went to our main event of the evening. It was the New Day taking on the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley and a miraculously healed MVP, <laughs> especially after last week with what happened uh, with Kofi. Obviously, MVP had something to prove. Match was outstanding. Uh, New Day got a considerable amount of offense on Bobby Lashley himself, which I kind of was taken aback by. Um, I understand they're trying to make Kofi look strong for the pay-per-view, but I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird to see both of them, both Woods and Kofi, you know, get the get the upper hand multiple times on Lashley. The match, however, <clears throat> ended with Kofi Kingston not only giving a trouble in paradise to Bobby Lashley to get him to go out of the ring, ended up with him doing the same to MVP and getting the pin. Kofi continuing his hot streak going into Money in the Bank. Yes, we've still got a couple weeks left to go, but it looks it's looking good for Kofi. So we will see what happens. But I don't know. Um, like I said, Money in the Bank is in two weeks. Raw tonight was mediocre. I'd give it like a 70, 77, 78, C, C plus. Definitely a downgrade from previous weeks. So, it is what it is. We will see what happens come Friday. Um, But while we're talking about SmackDown momentarily, I do want to let everybody know that 
Our SmackDown study will not be coming out Saturday like normal. Uh, it will be pushed back a day uh, to Sunday or to Monday. Uh, reason being is that I will not be in town um, to watch SmackDown live. Uh, so I won't be live tweeting either. Um, so just to let it give everybody a heads up. Uh, it will be coming out uh, either Sunday night or Monday morning. Um, most likely Monday. That way you can give you guys something to listen to in the morning before Raw itself the next week. Uh, but that's it. Like I said, that's 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 the show tonight. That's your little uh, PSA for this upcoming week. Um, Sam and I will still be doing everything um, as normal again on Thursday night with our new Above the Ring coming out Friday morning. Uh, but as for tonight's show, that's it, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You could find uh, both. You could find Bedlam Media on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as said Bedlam Media. Uh, you could find myself pretty much anywhere at J Stream, and you could find this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're not on a platform that you guys listen to, please let us know. We'll add ourselves to it that you can do all your one-stop shopping. And add a little bedlam to your day. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Most importantly, though, please, please do not forget to join the bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.